Hey, welcome to the podcast. It starts out with a bang today. We we give you the real news behind the Great Reset. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Really? Is it? We have some evidence that's pretty compelling that it's not. We'll take you to the European Union uh, and a big update on that. Also, we have the governor of Montana on with us today who just passed a defense of the First Amendment bill. We we talked to somebody else. We've, we've just started uh, a project with a partner of ours that uh, is going to take your case if you happen to be fired because of political differences or your you know son or daughter in school got a bad grade because they wouldn't participate in uh in race theory we've got representation for you and a a job for the rest of us to do that's on today's podcast as well and don't forget to subscribe at blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn uh, you'll save 10 bucks on your subscription you can also subscribe to this podcast for free because these new radio shows every single day and of course uh Stu does america as well on the same podcast platform here's the podcast If you've been following uh, the program for for any given uh, time here in the last few months, you've heard of the Great Reset. Let me set it out just in case you happen to be, you know, stumbling into us. There's talk radio. What? I've never heard of this. And you're just you're tuning in for the first time. Welcome. Thank you for listening. This all started because of uh, uh, because of climate change. But then COVID happened. And the World Economic Forum was like, wait a minute. We don't need climate change to get started. We got COVID. And now that we've dismantled the world, let's put it back closer to our heart's desire. So that's when the World Economic Forum launched 2020, the radical Great Reset Initiative, in partnership with various leaders from the public and private sectors, including our own Joe Biden, who used the Great Reset uh, slogan as his campaign slogan. Do you remember? Bail back better, which sounded ridiculous. It sounded either like it had been put together by a second grader or build back better is not its original language, English. Yeah, you're right. It's not mine either. So cut me some slack. Um, so, so build back better was used not only here in America, but in England and in France, all over the world as campaign slogans. Whoa, what a coincidence. It's also the slogan for the Great, Re- for the Great Reset. So now you have the public people doing it, and now you also have the CEO of major corporations, as well as banks, central banks, financial institutions, labor unions, international organizations, all of them coming together to push the reset button on the global economy because we need it. Capitalism just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And believe me, your kids buy into this. I don't care how old they are. Your kids are hearing this in school and they're buying into it. Now, we're not practicing capitalism now. What we're practicing is corrupt capitalism or crony capitalism. 
true capitalism is a real true free market where the government doesn't pick winners and losers. Okay, that's what's been happening. And the way they pick them is like, "Mm, gee, who's going to help me get elected or reelected? Hey, there's this little company called Google. Yes. Hi, Google. How much to my uh, reelection committee? That's how capitalism is working now. And everybody gets rich except for you, for those who aren't playing the game. Okay, so we've been telling you about this stakeholder capitalism, this idea of everyone's a stakeholder. So it's not just the people who own the companies, you know, or the shareholders. Shareholder capitalism is evil because it only worries about profit. We all have a stake in that company because they're using our water and our air. Uh Uh-huh. So stakeholder capitalism is the Chinese model. Whatever is happening over in China with their system that's basically what we're going to get all over the world with a giant world government no no don't worry you'll be able to if you like your government you'll be able to keep your government don't worry okay so now every country is in on this and you uh you say that you know it's a conspiracy theory yeah 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 the great reset it talks about on the world economic forum but you know nobody's really gonna do that okay all right okay okay all right the first thing they have to do to have the great reset is to create a variety of new government programs including policies similar to the far left green new deal resolution uh that is now called the infrastructure bill did you know that has anybody really put that in perspective all of the things that were in the Green New Deal, most of them are now in the uh, in the infrastructure bill. The second thing is the uh, is the global adopt uh, adoptance of or adoption of environmental, social, and governance standards. Now, what is this? Well, we've talked to the banks. The banks have co- one of the five biggest banks in the country called me shockingly after one show and said. One TV show on the Internet behind a paywall. And they, they called to say, uh, we just want you to know uh, this is corporate headquarters for big money, big bank. And uh, we just want you to know uh, you got that all wrong. Really? Well, we'd love to correct it. No, you, you don't need to correct anything. I mean, you didn't get anything wrong, wrong. You just, you know, you're phrasing it in a way it sounds scary. Uh huh. Could you phrase it in a way where it doesn't sound scary? Yeah, we're not scary people. We'd never do it the scary way. Oh, I'll get right on that story. So the what they're saying is the ESGs are just for your education. That's all it is. It's so you can make smart investments. Okay. Well, I've got some news. Under the ESG model, companies are not only rated using traditional metrics, such as revenues and the quality of goods and services offered, but also on a variety of social justice metrics, such as your carbon footprint, the air quality of businesses' supply chain, having the right ratio of Asians to Hispanics working for the company, among other factors. Thousands of companies 
thousands of them. Look up any company. Just look up their report, any company, and just type in Coca-Cola ESG, Ford ESG, Mercedes-Benz ESG. You'll see they've all adopted it. 82% of all large, large companies in the United States have done so voluntarily. 82%. Now, there's a great deal of money to be made if you play this game. How? Well, I told you, we're the big bank. We're never going to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been warning you that the government mandates, the new government programs and ESGs, mainly from these huge corporations, are going to be codified. And it's all going to start to come together where a bank can't give your company a loan unless you have a high ESG score. If you invest your money in Wall Street and 401k, if you invest it in a in a low ESG scored company because you believe in the company, but it's not playing the game, you'll be penalized and you'll find it harder and harder for you to get a loan. You won't get a loan and you won't get a loan and you and you and you won't get a loan. Glenn, could you please just get to the new information? Yes, I will. It's exciting. Okay. Last month, in a little reported story out of Europe. The European Parliament has voted in favor of a resolution that demands all large companies in the EU, as well as some smaller businesses, put ESG standards into place or face harsh fines for their respective national governments. So if you don't have an ESG, this is EU, if you don't have an ESG score that you're living by, you better start living by your, I mean, they're already doled out for you. Don't worry. You got one. You're going to get one for your house and you for your, your kids and everything. It's going to be great. Anyway, this conspiracy theory that is definitely not going to be codified, the EU parliament just voted uh, in favor of that demand to make sure that all of the companies are using ESG standards. Well, this is a good thing because it's happening in Europe and not in America. The resolution passed by the European Parliament is not yet binding on member states. It's a strong sign, however, that the thumbscrews are coming out and everyone will, of course, adopt it. In order for the resolution to become binding, the European Commission must uh, formally propose the resolution as legislation, and then Parliament and the member states have to vote for the legislation. <clears throat> okay, all right. Now, it's going to happen because there is overwhelming support for it in the EU. All right? Now, according to the international law firm of Shearman and Sterling, when Shearman talks, Sterling listens. Even though Sterling is like that Shearman, he's a backstepping bastard. I should have had my name first. Anyway, they said the proposed due diligence framework targets three categories of potential and or actual adverse impacts, including human rights, the environment and good governance. These categories are deliberately broad, said either Sterling or Shearman. 
and would in many cases require businesses to make sweeping reforms to align with left-wing social justice goals, imposing them on the societies in which they operate. For example, the human rights category means any potential or actual adverse impact that may impair the full enjoyment of human rights by individuals or groups of individuals in relation to human rights, including social, worker, and trade union rights. <laughs> These categories, Shearman or Sterling went on to say, are deliberately broad uh, and they will protect the environment. And it would involve, according to Shearman and Sterling, the right to safe, clean, healthy, sustainable, biodiverse environment, as defined by the internationally recognized and EU environmental standards. Further, the resolution demands, now get this, this is where you come in. Further, the resolution demands that businesses, that business strategies should be aligned with union policy objectives in the field of human rights and the environment, including the European Green Deal and the commitment to reduce greenhouse emissions by at least 55% by 2030. Perhaps most importantly for Americans and U.S. businesses, the Parliament's resolution calls for these ESG requirements to cover all business activities, including its value chain. For those of you who don't speak uh, legalese business bullcrap, the value chain is everybody that makes something for that company. That's where you come in. The value chain is defined in the resolution as all activities, all operations, all business relationships, and all investment chains of an undertaking, which includes all entities with the undertaking. It has a direct or indirect business relationship upstream and downstream. And either A, supplies products, parts, or products or services that can uh, contribute to the undertaking's own products or services, or receive products or services from the undertaking. So in other words, you want to do business with Europe or anybody in the Europeans, the European Union's large businesses, you will have to have an ESG standard of your own, which complies with the European Union um, Green New Deal and ESG mandates. And if you don't, well, that's okay. That's your choice. But you're not going to be able to mark of the beast. You're not going to be able to do any business or buy anything because you don't have the right ESG standing. You know what I'm saying? So come on, let's work together to make things better. Business partners, both indirect and upstream and downstream, have a place in human rights, environmental, good governance policies that are in line with the company's obligation of due diligence. The recommendations contemplate that this may be achieved, for example, by means of framework agreements, contractual causes, codes of conduct, or certified and independent audits of every business. This is going to be great! First of all, they said that it wasn't going to happen. Uh-oh, looks like it is. But now I'm telling you that this is going to be bad. How could this be bad? We're going to have more human rights and uh, and greener everything. And our houses will be much, much better. And our life will be better. And we won't get to have meat. Oh, did I say that out loud? Ooh. ooh. By the way, um, did you see... <laughs> Did you see the 
Stu, the um, the global conference on climate change, where where all the leaders got together on one screen. <laughs> yes. I, Did you see this? Yeah. Can we pull that screen up? Do we have that screenshot? Mm. Yeah. Look at. One of these things is not like the others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is all of the world leaders from all over the world, all on screen. Can you tell me what one thing sticks out because it's not like the others? Uh, Joe Biden is the only dolt wearing a mask. Ah, bingo. <laughs> He's the only one all by himself wearing a mask. Every other world leader and Putin's in the center like, yeah, and uh, the dope wearing the mask. You got something to say? <laughs> Not only is it a virtual conference where... <laughs> You cannot pass the coronavirus uh, through Zoom, uh, but you've never heard of a computer virus. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. Thank you. And maybe thank that's what you. he was thinking. The problem, of course, even with that theory, is that he's fully vaccinated. So I mean, it's it's be- so beyond insane that he would need to do this. Yet he's doing it for other reasons. He's doing it for show, I what? suppose. What other for show? Mm-hmm. No. Hey, do we have the CNN? Do we, do we have the C- CNN interview with Kamala Harris? Or at least a screenshot of that, or do we? Ha- yeah, look at, look at how far <laughs> apart they are—a one-on-one with Kamala Harris. They are what twenty feet apart, fifteen feet apart. That's insane. It's like you know, it's it's like I want to do an interview at a big banquet table where. I ask the question, and then we have a little guy who was serving food run down to the other end of the table <laughs> and say, he'd like the salt, and could you answer this question? And then he's running the salt back after he, she says the answer, and then I could, I, uh, then the little guy in the white jacket, he'll tell me the answer. It'll be great that way. And it'll be so safe. <gasps> oh my gosh, I was just infected by the guy in the little white jacket. The best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to you a little bit about something else the government is doing. Not only are we decimating our um, uh, our, our towns and our police force, I urge you to support the police. I urge you to stop this insanity against our police, uh, or we will end up with a federal police force. I mean, what what else are you going to do? You can't hire somebody. The federal government can say, well, we we are the trusted source you go to. That's what Marxists always do. Don't think that's not in the plan. Now, they're also decimating our economy, and I mean decimating it. Consumer prices are going up. We told you last week, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, they raise uh, raising prices this week on a ton of things. They say it's because of raw materials, you know, ranging from lumber to resin. Uh, and they need to uh, take the steps to protect their profits. The price. The price is surging uh, for paper towels, jars of peanut butter. Consumer packaged goods rose nine point four percent. 9.4%. Now, they have they have pulled back on some of the manufacturing 
um, uh, sorry, some of the um, uh, commercials and the advertising in markets because they don't have enough product. And inflation is coming. It's already here. According to the Institute of for Study Management, the latest survey showed net 40% of manufacturers are reporting that their customer inventories are too low. What does that mean? Have you waited for anything that you've never had to wait for before? I can't believe how tolerant America is being right now. I think it must be because you think it's COVID related, but it's not. It's partially COVID related. But how many things have you waited for? How many things that you've ordered or you've gone into stores and always had access to all of a sudden you're like, where is that? Oh, it's on back order. It's on what? When Americans figure out that this is your life and the life that the, the world has planned for you, uh, you're not going to like it. But by that time, it will be too late to do anything about it. So why are the inventories too low? Well, let's just go through this. Farmers need labor to pick the produce. Factories that make consumer packaged goods, meat packing plants, the processed beef, pork, chicken. They need people in doing their job. Ports are congested. Truck drivers are in, in short supply. Food workers are supposed to socially distance each other, even though, you know, they've they were the first in line, along with the critical workers in the hospital to get uh, the vaccines. Many of these plants still remain shuttered. And the problem is. They can't hire people. Nobody is going back to work because of a disastrous welfare program. The outrageous unemployment benefits. And the one point nine trillion dollar plus coronavirus legislation is creating now an incentive for people not to work. We I just I can't I just please make the renovation of the house just stop. We started uh, at the dumbest time ever. And now we're sitting here and I was talking to the contractor and I'm like, Can we just get more people make this stop, please. And he's like, Glenn, we can't get people to drive trucks and pick up loads of stuff. He's like, I, I have a friend who drives some sort of a hauler. All you have to do is 20 bucks an hour. All you have to do is drive the truck. It's flatbed. And you go someplace, they put a bunch of wood or whatever on it. You drive it to wherever you're supposed to drive it. You push a button and drive slowly and the flatbed slowly lifts up and all that stuff, you know, falls off the back of the truck. You know, like any good mob story. He said, we can't get people to $20. We can't get them to take the job. Why? Because they're sitting at home. It pays more to be on unemployment. Than it does. What's happening now in uh, McDonald's, McDonald's in Florida is now paying people $50 just to show up for an interview. They still can't get people to come for just the interview. I don't know. Seems like a problem, America. 40% of small businesses are struggling to fill open positions. Even after offering wage increases, people are not going back to work. 
you can earn, they say, 70, 80, or 90% of what they were making without having to do any work. A week on unemployment in Massachusetts under the current system, you can earn $1,100. One, if you were working, one would make around $600 if you're working a $15-an-hour-a-week uh, uh, $15 job. You're making 600 bucks. They're paying you almost double to stay home. It's irresponsible to go to work. It is. It is. It's Just insane. like they dismantled the black family. Black family in the 60s <clears throat> had better stats than white families. <clears throat> I mean, they stayed married, the kids at home, kids out of born out of wedlock, all of it, all of it. Tremendous. Then it became irresponsible <clears throat> to claim that you're a dad and to stay at home break up the family and the family can get more aid now look what we have now there's something else that's going on the housing market has gone through the roof by the way i would like to know why there is a problem with concrete in this country i mean i know we're running out of sand don't laugh at that that's actually happening but that's not the reason for this why is concrete so difficult to get? Is that a is that a labor shortage as well? You can't get people to uh, to roll in with the trucks. I have a friend trying to buy some concrete up north, and he's uh, he said I have to call the concrete place. He said I swear it's run by the mob. I I have to call the concrete place between seven and seven fifteen and say, can I get on your roll for a concrete delivery today? If you miss it at 7.15, good luck. Try again tomorrow, eh? What kind of business is that? The median house sale, the price, increased 18% year over year. 45% of the homes selling today are getting more than their list price, an all-time high. The average sale-to-list price ratio, which measures how close homes are selling to their asking price, Increased two and a half percentage points. It's an all-time high of 101%. That means the average home gets $1 more for every $100 they're asking. 58% of the homes that went under contract had an accepted off offer within the first two weeks. 46% of the homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within one week of hitting the market. Meanwhile... Here's the problem. The supply is at record lows. The demand is high, quoting the report, because of fiscal stimulus and an exodus from rental units and a near record low mortgage rate. So everything the government is currently doing is driving the price of the house through the roof towards all-time highs. Now, why is there a shortage? Well, the houses going up for sale are down 10% from the same period. Wait. The houses being marketed. Yeah, you know why? Stu, would you sell your house today? Uh, would I <laughs> to answer that without the ice? Damn it. Yeah. 
Would you sell your house today here it in Texas? Seems like it's a good time to sell your house, though the problem sure with that does. is, of course, you have to buy one, too. <laughs> buy one! That's the problem. Yeah. People are coming in and they're saying, hey, will you sell your house? I guess when it first happened, smart people would go, yes, but now everybody's going, but where would I buy a house? Because anything I buy is going to be inflated in price, and I'm going to have 20 people ahead of me that I have to outbid. Yeah. A real-world example of this, Glenn, is when we lived up in the Northeast before we came to Texas. Um, the, I, we lived outside of Philadelphia initially, and I bought a house, what was it, 2003 or four, whenever that was, and I then we moved to New York to do this show on CNN Headline News mm -hmm. and, and everything. So I moved to another place actually in Pennsylvania. But when I did that, I went from 2004 to 2006 or seven, whatever it was. It was a very short period of time. And I made a ridiculous profit off of this house. You know, I always put that in air quotes because mm -hmm. of all the actual mm -hmm. expenditures that go along with a with a house. Right. But like percentage wise from what I bought it to what I you know sold it for, we were up, I don't know, 30 or 40 percent in like two years. And which is mm -hmm. crazy for real estate. Incredible. Yeah. And then I went and bought a bigger house at the same peak of the market. And then when I had to sell that, I got killed because that's killed. what happens it's bubbles yeah. and when you want i mean if you sell your out. house right you sell your house i really want to know i'd love to talk to somebody who knows about this may we get uh schiller on from price uh from uh what is that uh the case the schiller, schiller index, index. Mm -hmm. yeah case schiller mm -hmm. we've talked we've had schiller on before i think or was it case one of those two clowns uh and uh <laughs> they're not really clowns. Uh, what i'd like to no they're really not uh what i'd like to know though is if you're building a house your house how do you get a loan to build a house today when a you know it's going to be 30 percent higher just in building materials so it's not even just the land it's the lumber lumber is up what 80 percent now 80 percent more for lumber so what so if you're paying 80 percent more let's say your house is uh you know a three hundred thousand dollar house It'd probably cost you three fifty, three seventy five if you were building it today because of the increased costs of everything, if you could even build it. Once the market corrects on lumber and everything else, you're not gonna, your house isn't gonna be worth that. So how do you get a loan? I mean, how do you get a loan to buy that house? You don't. How do you keep your loan? If you're upside down, Stu, isn't there some trigger when you're really upside down in a house? That you have to, you have to come up with more equity in it. Is that right? No. If your house collapses mm -hmm. in price, do you have to come up with more e equity? Do you know? I, God, I'm sure there's some happen. yeah scenarios where that could happen. I'm not sure off the top of my head what you're referring to though. The Case Schiller <laughs> uh, index was something we looked at a lot before the crash of '08 because it tells you what houses should be selling for. Yeah, you used to always. Uh, yeah. It's it's it kind of was one of the main things, like starting your analysis that there was going to be a crash coming. It was part of it at least. Um, and you talked about it in two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven. And so if you go back to two thousand, it starts. The index starts at one hundred, and it mm -hmm. rose all the way up in two thousand six to I mean, all the way up to two hundred and six. So I, mean, and that was, I remember it was in the 200s. Yeah. And that's, that's, that means the house is double what it should be. 
People are paying double what they should be paying. Right. Um, then we had the crash, right? The correction. So mm-hmm. it drops all the yeah, way down went. in 2008, and everyone forgets about housing prices. And then it slowly mm. starts climbing back up, and then it hits 206 again. But that happens in January of 2018. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What so is it now? since then, it has climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed, and it got all the way up in June 2020 to 223, which, again, is 17 points higher than it was at the peak wait, of wait, the 2008 wait, bubble. Wait, 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 wait. That was it last year? Yeah, that was in the middle of COVID. Since oh then, what is- it has skyrocketed again from 223 in June of 2020 all the way up to 245 today. So we've gone from oh 206 was the scary bubble time in 2008. We're now at 245. You can sell your house. Just don't buy a new one. <laughs> but you might want to sell your house. Wow. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So I get so many calls from people, so many emails saying, you know, I, I would leave my job, I guess. Oh, I'd speak up, but I'm going to get fired. And, and I don't know I can get another job. What will happen to me? There, there, there are blacklists that are happening now, unfortunately, in several parts of the country. And our freedom of speech is being squashed. I want to bring in uh, Daniel Sir. He's a senior attorney at Liberty Justice Center. And uh, Daniel, we've been, we've been talking back and forth for a while now to try to figure out how we can help people who are in this situation and the best way to help them is to make sure that it never happens again and so we need to find some good cases do i have this right hey man glenn you got it exactly right right now you and i both know your listeners know conservatives in this country we are under attack Uh, the reality is that the left and their social justice warriors uh, they have weaponized the wokeism, this, this ideology that's taken over, and they are taking down anyone who dares to speak up on behalf of conservative viewpoints. They are in a, a search and destroy mission, Glenn. I think you said it best about you know, your listeners and other folks who share these views. They want to censor them. They want to take them down on social media. They take them down at school, in government, and, and even in the workplace. Uh, And so we think the answer to social justice warriors is what we're calling at Liberty Justice Center 1A warriors, people who will stand up and fight back on behalf of the First Amendment. This is going to take a lot of uh, a lot of guts um, because people know, you know, it's 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 one thing when they try to curb your freedom of speech and say you can't say these things. But it's gone beyond that. It's now you must participate in these things. And if you disagree, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, you are you're you're going to be a pariah and you'll possibly lose your job or, you know, lose your your standing in school. Uh, And uh, I mean, I don't know how many people are really willing to do that uh, without the hope of of it saving somebody else, even if it doesn't save them. Well, Glenn, this is why we've got to approach this as a team. One of the things we know about the left is that they are clearly coordinated in their effort to take down not just conservative ideas, 
but conservative Americans. Like, look at what happens on social media when they just swarm somebody they disagree with and they demand that they get canceled, fired, expelled, right? They, they operate on a coordinated team basis. And the best way to fight back is also to be a team. And that's why Liberty Justice Center, like, we want to be your lawyers. And you, Glenn, like, you've got the microphone to share this message. And people who go through these experiences, they don't have to do it alone. It's, it's hard enough to stand up. It's even harder when the left comes down on you and you feel isolated and alone. And that's why we need 1A warriors, your listeners, to, to stand up and join with us so that when it happens to any one of us, all of us are ready as a team together to fight back. Okay, so we have two fronts we're fighting. Uh, if you are, if you are uh, a case that fits the parameters, where, which are what? Um, people who are terminated for political reasons, right? Absolutely. It's, it's um, people who are terminated at their job. It's students who are being forced through this critical theory stuff that's infecting our curriculum. I mean, there was a young man the other day who got an F in a required class, and they were going to fail him from high school because he wouldn't repeat the government-imposed ideology about critical race theory. It's um, people who are on social media who are being deplatformed or are losing their business or are unable to advertise their product. I mean, the, the, the censorship is happening across our society. And so the, the fight back and the lawsuits back will equally happen in every sector of our society because the First Amendment it, it isn't bounded by particular lines. It protects all of us when the government goes after us. Okay. So they call you, and then you listen and see if there's a case there. And if there's a case, you guys will work with them on that case, and it's free of charge? That's right, Glenn. We do what we do because we believe in it, and we have generous donors who want to be on this team together with us. So folks can go to libertyjusticecenter.org backslash 1A Warrior. If you think you're a victim of cancel culture, we want to hear your story. We want to be on your team. So go to libertyjusticecenter.org backslash 1A Warrior. But if you're, you haven't been a victim yet, but you're afraid of it, and you should be, we equally need you to go to that website, sign up, learn about cancel culture, learn about the rights that you have, so that when it's you or one of your friends or somebody you know from your community who becomes the victim of the cancel culture, you are ready for it. And then we can fight back effectively and together. My wife and I would like to make a, a donation today and start things off. So we will uh, be do donating <clears throat> today. And I would ask that every single one of our listeners do the same. <clears throat> if it's not happened to you yet, it will unless it's unless we stop it in the court system. It's got to stop through the court system. Um, this is, you know, really the last line of defense here. When common sense fails, it's got to go to the court system. And if you are represented by the right attorneys and we find the right cases, it can go to the Supreme Court and we can win and it will stop it everywhere. That's absolutely right, Glenn. We're looking to set precedent that in each of these individual cases, 
the best thing we can do to protect everybody is to win a few big court cases. And let's be honest, we got a great Supreme Court right now. We have justices who understand the importance of the First Amendment. The founders gave us the Constitution to last for centuries, right? And the First Amendment is there for all the different challenges our society goes through. And the challenge we're in right now is this censorship and cancel culture. And the answer today is the same answer as any other point in our society. The First Amendment protects you. And the Supreme Court and judges are going to stand up for that as long as they have the opportunity, the cases, to rule on and set that precedent. That's why it's so important. If you feel like you've been a victim of cancel culture, contact us at Liberty Justice Center. Let us represent you for free. And let's get some cases going where the judges and and equally our friends in the media and people like you, Glenn, can start to cover a shift back towards freedom. And employers and universities, they'll pick up on it and they'll change their behavior. Tell me what uh, is required. uh, You know, when you say you've been fired for political reasons, how clear does it have to be? I mean, I would imagine it has to be really clear. Quite clear. So tell me some of the things that you've been seeing that would qualify. Yeah, absolutely, Glenn. It, every one of these cases, it's going to be a little bit unique. Uh, the facts are important anytime you're in a court of law. And so, you know, I want to be up front that when people contact us, we want to work with you to see if you have a, a case that can win. Uh, we want to only bring cases that are going to win and help other people by setting good precedent. Uh, But one of the things we know is that this is happening a whole bunch of different times, places, and ways. And so sometimes it might be uh, that you're forced to say something you don't believe, right? You're asked in a class at school, or you're asked in your employment setting to talk about your own racial identity and to repeat things uh, that they are imposing on you that you don't believe. That is compelled speech, and the freedom of speech protects you from that. Uh, We know that they're going after organizations and donors. The Supreme Court has a hugely important case right now today where they are trying to protect private nonprofit organizations from being exposed to government bureaucrats with lists of who supported them financially. So this is happening in a variety of contexts. Every case will be a little bit different. But the First Amendment is going to protect people in all these different settings. And the only way we can figure out if your case is a good fit case, if, again, you go to libertyjusticecenter.org backslash 1A Warrior and tell us about it and get on the team and together we can fight back. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Daniel. We'll talk again. I'd love to hear some of the cases that you're that are coming in and what you hear from um, audience members. We'll check in maybe later this week or early next week. Um, That'd be Liberty, awesome, Glenn. I appreciate it. Thank you. LibertyJusticeCenter.org slash 1A Warrior. First Amendment Warrior. LibertyJusticeCenter.org slash 1A Warrior. You can also just go to libertyjusticecenter.org slash donate and donate. We really need to stand together. Please make a donation to this. We've been working with uh, the Liberty Justice Center and talking to them for over a month now about uh, working together to be able to do this. They really believe, and so do I, that they can make a big impact. 
they've already gotten people's jobs, you know, people reinstated from when they were, you know, a principal that, uh, you know, was speaking his mind. And how dare you do that? And you're out. He's back in. They've got several cases that they have won. But this is going to be a team effort. We have to begin to fight these things as the left fought for so many years. We've got to do this now and fight for freedom so our children can be free. It's uh, libertyjusticecenter.org slash 1A Warrior. And that's if you have, you think, a case or just go to libertyjusticecenter.org slash donate. Do it now.